Good to have you the Bill Michaels Show. We are up and rocking. We're having a good time today. We uh, did not intake a ton of calories today via the punchkeys, but uh, I got a buddy of mine. Uh, Ricky uh, just took a picture of the punchkey box on Fat Tuesday. He's got two lemons left, lemon punchkeys, and that's it. The box of 24 are gone, and the only two that were left in the box were lemons. I, I've i never been a big fan of the lemon uh, lemon punchkeys. Now, Ben, you don't even know what the hell a punchkey was before yesterday, so you can't even say you're a fan or not a fan. I uh, like he lemons. Did even, he, well, these are lemon, lemon. they got like a lemon icing on top and a lemon stuffing in them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Like an ice, lemon icing. That just doesn't that doesn't hit the palate well, I don't think. No. But if you no. compare that to prunes, I would take lemons. Oh, I'll take that all damn day. But it yeah, sounds like he, he got into the prune stuff. So, But no, by the way, the uh, he texted me. He said the one that's not in the box is the prune, and the prune is was one bite and left on a plate. Um left on a plate in the in the in the conference room. Putting those so. in the box is like it, it's like when every fast food place in the world puts a pickle with a burger. Yeah, and I I hate pickles, but it also just completely ruins the taste of the burger because it butts up against the bun, and then it makes the bun taste like pickles. I feel wow. like that's what putting the prune stuff into the big box does. I uh, the, I see. I don't mind pickles. I and as a matter of fact, that's the one thing that I do like in a Bloody Mary is a pickle. So I'll do the pickle and the cheese. The rest of it you can kind of hang on to. I'm anti Bloody like Mary too. I've just it's never. Are tasted you really good. what the what the hell is wrong with you? It's never I tasted was, good. I, I, to me. I'll, I'll say this though I didn't I didn't get into Bloody Marys until I was in like like my forties. Right. I didn't. I, I agree with you. So you probably will change your palate in twenty years. Maybe. Um, I'll be dead by then. So dig me up and let me know. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Let me know just wherever I'm buried or whatever, you know, whatever I am at that point, come over and bring a Bloody Mary. Go, ah, you changed my mind. You got, I got you. But yeah, I was never a Bloody Mary fan until maybe, I don't know, 42, 43 years old, 44, something like that. And that's what everybody did here. Now I moved here when I was 32. So it's, you know, I'm now 56. So I was 32 years old when I moved to Wisconsin. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I wasn't a big Bloody Mary fan, but that's what everybody did here. And then, really, what what hooked me was was uh, Stenny's when I went to Stenny's because everybody kept telling me how great Stenny's are. So I said, okay, I'll give it a shot because I was never like a uh, uh, like a V eight fan or anything like that. And they said, oh no, no, no you got to try this, and I did, and it, they, they they converted me. And now, what's really bad is though, when I do Bloody Marys all around the state, as I do all these different travels and stuff. There's some Bloody Marys are like, what do you think? And it's like, oh, it's pretty good. You got that smile on your face like you just smelled somebody else's fart. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And you're just thinking to yourself, this is, this is, I can't wait to, to get rid of this. This is bad. Um, but, you know, there's some Bloody Marys that they make great. Uh, Zing Zang, Jimmy Loves are all good right out of the bottle. And you can just add your vodkas to it and a little bit of spice to it. And you're good to go. But the people that overdo it, there's a couple of places. Now, I have to admit. I've only had one Sobelman's Bloody Mary. Sobelman's is the one where you get like a whole chicken on it. You get a chicken. You get a, a chicken in the Bloody Mary? No, it's this big, like this big mason jar. And stick, you know how like Bloody Marys, they'll stick a, uh, you know, across the top, they'll lay a pickle. And then on that that skewer is cheese and mushrooms and 
you know, a, a thing of um, asparagus and whatever. I mean, whatever else they 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 do that. Which um, I don't get, by the way. Like, do people eat that stuff, or is it just there to look good? See, some of it's there to look good. I'll eat the cheese and the pickle. I like both of those. The rest of the stuff, eh, you know, I mean, I'm not, not a big fan like, of. What are we doing? Eh, you know, mushrooms, uh, mushrooms aren't bad, but it's not something that I would I would just sit down and go, okay, this is what I got to have. But but Sobelman's, there's like I, I, there's places that put whole pizzas on them. They put like this big stick hanging out of the thing. There's like a whole chicken on there, a whole like burgers, sliders. I mean, it's like a meal. It's like you order the, 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 the Bloody Mary. It's like 35, 40 bucks, I guess. I have no idea how much it is. But it's got this whole meal on it, like a whole chicken, burgers, pizzas, all that stuff. That, that's All that stuff's on there. So there's some good Bloody Marys in uh, up near Tomahawk, too, that I've had a couple of different supper clubs and stuff like that. Gone in there and didn't really want to sit down and drink, but you had to do a Bloody Mary in the morning or Bloody Mary in the evening. The VFW Hall. At uh, downtown Tomahawk, they do good Bloody Marys in the morning. I also go there for the Jello shots, but not bad. There you go. So, ah, uh, man. So you don't have. You're not a Punchki guy, not a donut guy, not a tiramisu guy, not a Bloody Mary guy. You do drink beer, that I do know. Yeah. So everything you named, it's not as if they're all mainstream things. Like, I guess some of them are. Bloody Marys? Bloody Marys are mainstream as mainstream. For people yes. older than myself. And yeah. some people my age drink them. I just, I don't, it, I, I think it tastes like crap. <laughs> so if I'm going to get drunk, and, and I, I might as well get drunk off something that and, tastes good. Yeah, and again, I understand that because you you got to, it, it's, it's it starts out to be an acquired taste. You got to do it that way. I wasn't a big fan of it. Like growing up, my mom, oh my God, she, she loved uh, like V8, you know, tomato juice. It was oh all. It was a, now. She wasn't a big drinker when it came to uh, when it came to v, uh, Bloody Marys, but she. Oh yeah, V eight V eight to start your day. Oh my God, it would be scrambled eggs or eggs and hash browns, whatever. And then, boy, a little bit of a little bit of teriyaki sauce in there or whatever the hell she put in that thing. And uh, V eight every day. My mom had a glass of that stuff every day, all the time. Yep. Then uh, then there's. Uh, but yeah, they, like Sobelman puts like a whole chicken on it. I'm getting people that are sending me pictures now of of Sobelman. Yeah, just look it up. Just Google it. Google Sobelman. That's a chicken uh, on Bloody a Mary. stick. It's it's so it's a basically, kebab. Yeah, so it's yeah, a chicken it's a, kebab on a Bloody a whole Mary. Thing, yeah, but still, the best Bloody Marys come from huh. Stenny's. The biggest ones with the most are Sobelmans, and then everybody else kind of trickles down behind that. So there you go. <laughs> just. We've been off on some really weird tangents today, haven't we? Started off it's with my buddy all, sending me. You're all hopped up on National Poonchki Day. I, I, I am, but I've got people sending me pictures now. I got picture, people sending me empty boxes. Said, I brought them in at 9. By 9.30, there was nothing left, and the box contained 32 of them. I'm like, well, how many employees do you have? He's like, four. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, it's like, that's it's, disturbing. That is. Like, it come is. on. You know, it's funny. And then the ones that are left in his box were two lemons. And on a plate with one bite out of it was the uh, was the prune. <laughs> he said that. I respect that, though. It. Send a message. But that that is when you get the variety pack. You go in to the bakery and you say, I'll take the variety pack or whatever. You get the variety pack. That's the bad surprise. 
You know, like it's kind of like when you get the box of candy at Valentine's Day and some of it is, you know, good chocolate. Some of it is like a turtle. Some of it. And then you get that coconut thing, which I'm, a, I'm allergic to coconut, so I can't have those things anyway. But you do the coconut thing, and then you're like, ooh, I got the almond joy. Ooh, nobody likes that. And then you take a bite of it, and they set it there. Or the one with the liquefied cherry in it. That's no good either, you know? So that's kind of it. That's the punchki box. You get, oh, the chocolate one's really good. Oh, the, the, the sugar-covered one, really good. The raspberry, really good. The cherry, really good. I got a blueberry one. Oh, this is really, really good. Oh, who got the prune? Oh, <laughs> You're over there gagging. The prune gets set down, and people are wiping their tongue off, you know, down the road. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Let's go to the phone calls. Talk to Market Plunger. Market Plunger, what's going on, man? How you doing today? Oh, thanks for taking the call. You bet. Um, I, uh, instead of, uh, I'm not going to complain about people complaining about Aaron Rodgers today. I'm going to, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a few days, but I, I keep, uh, I get, something comes up when I get on the phone. But anyway, I just want to say that I, I, I don't listen to normally like sports radio or anything. I listen to Ebo and those guys sometimes when I'm driving and I listen to you. But the the reason why is because it's so ridiculous. It's so sensational. And you guys, uh, Ebo before you and you, you guys are very, uh, I, I just appreciate it. You're, 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 you're very straightforward. Yeah. You, you know, when something's nonsense, you say it's, it could be nonsense. I just, I just admit, you know, I appreciate it from somebody yep. that doesn't like to hear any of this stuff but does like to listen to good conversation, I appreciate it. No, I appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. We try to keep it real best we can anyway. Yeah, you guys are good. Very good. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670. Brandon says, please tell me Ben's had an old-fashioned. Oh, I love old-fashions. Oh, there you go. So that's, You're back into the great state of Wisconsin, Ben. That's what I've adopted. If I can go through all the things that I've adopted as lifestyle choices since living here, the Wisconsin thing is the old-fashioned. I, I cannot get enough of them. Okay, there you go. They're incredible. Yeah, there you go. I Old-fashions, I like too. The problem is old I go fa- back to Philly and they stink. I'll, I'll order one oh, and yeah. it's horrible. You cannot, uh, I, I, I will agree with that. Now, you, um, there's a place called Jim and Jack's down in Cincinnati, kind of where I grew up. They, they used to serve really good old fashions, kind of like up here. But beyond that, yeah, you don't, there's not many places outside of the state. And then you can get them different. You get them sweet or sour or whatever. You know, you can get different types of old fashions. And outside of Wisconsin, nobody knows what the hell they're, they're making. They, they don't know. They just kind of read it in a book and go, oh, okay. And they don't know it. And they don't muddle it right. And, yeah, it's, they, they don't, yeah. It's, I agree with you. Once you get outside of the state, there's only one place that I knew that was a place called Jim and Jack's. And it's sat on River Road down in Cincinnati. Some, it's a nice bar, but in a really not the best of areas, but just it's where my dad used to go dancing all the time. But they were the only ones that going back to Ohio that knew how to make an old fashioned. Otherwise, people just look at you like you got six heads. So. All right. When I find myself in Cincinnati, I'll be sure to make it there. Oh, well, usually if, if you end up in Cincinnati, most likely unless you're passing through or you're doing a layover uh, via a flight, it's probably going to be, you know, hanging out with us. And then we're, we're going to go to Skyline, go down to Jimmy Jack's, get an old fashioned, something like that. Maybe catch a Brewers and a Reds game or maybe if the Packers are playing Cincinnati down there or something like that. We, we can do that. So this or maybe if, the, maybe if uh, Luke Fickle, maybe he maybe he keeps his uh, you know old team in mind and he scheduled Cincinnati on the on the out-of-schedule docket, and they end up going and playing a, a game at Nippert Stadium, we could always do that. 
I would enjoy that. Uh, this doesn't matter at all, but uh, my fantasy football league with my friends from school, we're talking about the punishment for the losers because we each do alone a team should be to go to a Reds game in mid-June against like the Pirates when there are 13 people in the stadium and then yeah. drink a hot dog, uh, eat a hot dog, excuse me, and drink a beer every inning. So nine, nine beers, nine hot dogs at a Reds game in Cincinnati. Well, That's here's what punishment. you do, though. This is what you do, although it wouldn't be punishment. Uh, not eat a hot dog, but they, they serve Skyline at the, the ballpark. You could eat actually a Coney. How many toilets do they have over there? Enough? At that point in time, at that point in time, not enough. Well, I mean, I guess there are fifteen you know, people. There's the only game. fifteen people there. Yeah, you pretty much have your own private one. Uh, I, you know, the best portion of that game right there, to be honest with you, being said, is to not even go to the game. Just go into the stadium, have the beer vendor come into the bathroom and just serve you the beer and the hot dog and the skyline and stuff right there in the bathroom. Just stay there for nine innings. After you hear everybody cheer and the game's over and the fireworks go off, leave. You're drunk, your colon's cleaned out, you're on your way home, hell, you're good to go. Take your Uber back to your hotel. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a fantastic day. Great. Although Skyline will be the best part of it. I love Skyline Chili. Anything else? I think we need a road trip, man. And I'm not just talking to Verroca for the uh, for the Bill Michaels Open, which is, by the way, coming up in uh, in March. March, oh, no, excuse me, in May, in May, the first weekend in May. So if you haven't gotten signed up for that yet, uh, it's not a huge tournament, by the way. It's it's not like it's, you know, 40 or 50 teams. I mean, it's like 10, 20 teams, tops. So if you're not signed up for that uh, coming up, you got to get a hold of our friend uh, Ernie out there in Viroqua, and Ernie will point you in the right direction, get signed up for the Bill Michaels Open. The first Bill Michaels Open, and it's in the, uh, it's in the illustrious town that is uh, Viroqua. Maybe we'll do the pregame party down at the uh, the Kickapoo Creekside or something like that. Go down there and eat. Not a bad way to go. And then you and then you drive up Ben. You can stay the night, enjoy yourself some beverages, get yourself an old fashioned on a Friday, and play golf on Saturday. How about that, huh? Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I hope my game is good by then. I don't want to embarrass myself. Uh, if it's not, they've got enough trees to tell you it's not. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Or help. They, they, they've got the, the the backside of that course, man. They've got some trees back there. So if your golf game's good in the front, that's fine. But in the back, boy, oh, boy, you're going to owe them a lot of money in landscaping. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We've got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. time before you know it i'm talking about summer warm weather possibly heading out on the water unless of course you don't have a boat you don't have a boat you need a boat which means uh you call our friends over there at skipper buds get a hold of todd and the gang at skipper buds and they can get you in new they can get you in used if you're looking say you've got a little bit of gauge you're looking for that yacht they've got it pontoons got it sporting deck boats got it fishing boats got it they have the best in water sports, the best in jet boats, cruisers, four winds, Mastercraft, Tyga. Tyga's beautiful. Mastercraft, both of, the, both of those ski boats are fantastic. Scarab, Starcraft, Smokercraft, do a little fishing. 
Good stuff and great service. Uh, my buddy Ryan in service is absolutely awesome. But get a hold of Todd, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200, and see what they have to offer because Skipper Buds, uh, they are your on-the-water place to be when it comes to uh, when it comes to summer fun. And, you know, anything else you need when it comes to accessories and such, too. Get you out there and get you out there right. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Uh, hit us up. Uh, this is from uh, Mike. Mike says, uh, hey, guys, first of all, best Bloody Mary. Uh, he says, I have to agree with you. It's down at Stenny's. Uh, I've had that. Uh, right. There you go. He also says, uh, in regards to the Milwaukee Brewers, I think this is going to be one of those years where if they get a couple of guys that hit, it'll be successful. And if they miss, it is going to be a fire sale at the trade deadline. Uh, he also says, I think the priority right now in Green Bay is to get themselves a safety. Uh, since Adrian Amos is most likely gone, you need to find that captain uh, of the defense. Appreciate the email. Thank you very much. That's from Mike. Um, JD says, uh, hey, unit, I'm a retired cop. I contemplated probably three years before I finally made the decision. A big portion of coming to the final decision was most of the cops I could relate to had already left. Yes, I stuck around, gave uh, the new cops some advice, did a lot of training with them, and got along with a lot of them really well. But it just wasn't the same. The job just became less fun, more stressful because I was an older man, and I really got tiresome of being constantly asked, when I was leaving. So in a small way, I can relate to what Rogers is wanting uh, right now, some of the old-timers back, and his, his, his hesitation on retirement. Um, you know what? First of all, J.D., uh, I'm glad you do what you do um, or did what you did. But I don't know. I always think about players when it comes to retirement is the competitive fire. Do you believe you can still be the best or great? Uh, do you believe your team still has a shot to win? Because if, you, if you're if you going to come back and you don't believe you have a shot at a championship, I got to think that older players are just like, you know, what am I doing? I'm beating myself up. I'm going through the physical rigors. I could possibly get really banged up. And for what? Unless you have a ton of money on the table and you're like, you know what? I do this one year and I'm done for life. My family's set up for life. I can do whatever I want. I can buy that extra house. I can do whatever. Then you can come back for that. But you're coming back for the wrong reasons, but you still can come back for that. But if you're not coming back to win a championship, what are you doing? You know, that's why you give so much credit to a guy like Joe Thomas, who had the ability to leave Cleveland and never did and still came back and played at that incredibly high level. I mean, you look at Joe Thomas and you're just like, wow, that guy just you talk about just being your best, being the consummate professional, gutting it out, all of that, all of that. That's that's man oh man oh man that's you give that guy all kinds of credit all kinds of credit 877-867-1670 uh steve says aaron Rodgers came out of the darkness saw a shadow of a sports writer and now getting six more weeks of ego <laughs> that's from steve all right appreciate it that would be quite the career turn if you think about it what if what's that what if Rodgers? somehow retires, which I don't think he will, but what if he does? And then three years from now, we see him emerge as one of the leading commentary voices uh, in NFL media circles where he kind of takes the guise of do all you, of the do talking you heads think, that he doesn't do like. Do you think he would do that? No, no way in the world. I think it would be unbelievably hypocritical. 
if he did. I don't think he would enjoy it. It doesn't. He doesn't strike me as that person. Right. I agree with that, but yeah, I just, man. Unless he was, the way you would explain, he would explain it away is that he is the voice of reason, the different voice. You know what I mean? That I'll be in the media, but I'm going to be in the media because I'm the different voice of reason as opposed to those media members that are out there. The problem is, in order to make it, usually, if you're an NFL guy and you're not Brady and you go to the booth, is you have to do what LaShawn McCoy is doing right now. He goes on all the Fox Sports shows and just says outlandish things, and then people pick it up. And then now he gets more time there to respond to the outlandish things he said. It's a beautiful cycle. And, well, then don't forget, I mean, like, let's say, like, Tony Romo. And Tony Romo is such an interesting cat. I'm... You know, I'm, I hate to get off topic here, but when when you talk about next season, Tony Romo, who is the lead analyst for CBS, was basically called onto the carpet for his embarrassing performances over the last year, and just not doing his homework. He's just showing up for games, and he he's not anywhere near what he was when he first came into the league, and he's just kind of getting by because, well, I'm Tony Romo. And everybody thinks I was I was great uh, a few years ago. So it's I'm going to be really interested to see how Tony Romo, after the first couple of weeks of the season, when he knows he's got certain games the first couple of weeks, he'll do the work. After that, you wonder, say, you know, week 8, 9, 10, 12, where's Tony Romo's game then? Is he still doing all the film study? Is he still looking at all the different games and still talking to the coaches and the players? From what I understand, it used to be, you know, they used to show up, uh, whether it was Fox or CBS or whomever, they would show up on Friday, flying on Friday or maybe even on Thursday, watch some of the practice, and then they get to sit down on Saturday, uh, either Friday or Saturday, with the, the coaches, the coaches and the players, whoever it is they chose. And a lot of that now is done, done via Zoom. They don't even do it in person anymore. They don't even fly into like the, the, day, the night before the game or something. They fly in, they go to dinner, they do a little work in their hotel room, and then they go go to the game they don't even do it the way you used to do it anymore i mean just covid changed it so they don't uh, a lot of those guys don't even they do zoom and i'm like how do you do that how you know how do you you know when you're sitting down and you want to do film something in your the analyst of a game now you and i and everybody else that goes there we look at the film we do our own study and we have our own discussions but we've got you know like guys like clemens that are actually in the locker room and they're they're kind of putting their finger on the pulse and kind of knowing a few things to look for. But but how do you how do you do that if you're the television analyst on one of the major networks and you just want to zoom it and just act like it, you're phoning it in, so to speak? But I, I don't know. So we'll see if Romo's game changes. Uh, by the way, there is some uh, rules changes that are coming to the college ranks. Um, and we got into this a little bit yesterday. We didn't touch on it too much. Uh, it was towards the end of the show. And I wanted to kind of revisit it. Um, And I I know the prohibiting consecutive timeouts, uh, the no untimed downs at the end of the first and third quarters, uh, the clock running after the first down except inside of two minutes, uh, the clock running on incompletions once the ball is spotted. Uh, I know those are a little bit uh, different proposal-wise. I got to be honest, the prohibiting consecutive timeouts, I have no problems with. The whole icing of the kicker thing, stupid. Uh, 
most of the time doesn't work. Every now and then it will, but most of the time doesn't really work. And every kicker you've ever talked to, especially in bad weather, says, I, I love it when they give me the extra time. I love it because that means I get a chance to actually get my footing and I know exactly where to put the ball and exactly how I want it spotted. So it actually benefits the kickers in many different cases. The untimed down at the end of the first and the third quarter, it's it's a very rare thing where you have the untimed down. I I really don't. At the end of the first and the third quarter, it's like who cares? I don't. It doesn't matter too much. Uh, the clock running after first downs, except inside of two minutes. Um, I I don't have a problem with the clock running. Do you, Ben? Well, that's what it's like in the NFL. Right. I'm fine I mean, with I, that. That's that's more like the NFL game. The I thing don't have is, a problem with it. like a lot of things with the sport of college football, the problems that they're trying to fix were created by themselves, and those being right. the, the big suits up top. The reason that the games are so damn long is because they made it a television product, sold a ridiculous amount of ad inventory, and then have to find ways to put it in. So halftime is damn near 25 minutes long. They have a crazy amount of ad breaks. And it's not that the NFL doesn't, but changing these rules won't change anything because they're still going to put in the same amount of ads. Right. No, that I completely agree with. They still have the TV timeout, and that's not going away. Now, the clock running on incompletions once the ball is spotted. I think that one's stupid. I'm out. I... I'm not a. F- I, I thought about this, and I thought, oh, yeah, once the ball is spotted, I don't have a problem with it. But you know, you, again, you. What about clocking the football? You know, and you're you're, you're stopping the clock. You, you're doing that to buy yourself that time. You're giving up a down to buy yourself that time. So, in other words, you can spike the ball, but the minute they spot it, you're back. The clock's running again. I, I'm not a fan of that. Um. That one is the one that I would not take advantage of. But the other three, I don't have a problem with. The whole thing about running an untimed down at the end of the first and third quarter, is there really a big demand, a time demand? Because most plays are anywhere from from four to four to eight seconds. Very rarely you get past 10. We're talking seconds here. You're not saving anything. It's not like you're going into a huddle and you're, you know, running the time clock down and then the play's going to run another 20 seconds like you're losing. I mean, at the worst case scenario, are you losing a minute? I in in reality, you're losing what? Maybe 27 seconds, 15 seconds, if that. It, on average, I it just it doesn't make sense to me. So that's like a great big who cares. That doesn't bother me at all. But that's some of the rules, proposed rules changes right now. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, go ahead and give us a shout. To, are you a fan or not a fan of the rules changes that are being proposed? Hang in there. we got a lot more to get to. Still a couple of segments to go for the Bill Michaels Show. We'll be back coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Mentioning a little bit earlier about uh, good Italian food, don't forget about our friends at San Giorgio, Calderon Club, all downtown Milwaukee. If you're heading down for a game or just a good night out, uh, either way, fantastic. Whether it's uh, in the, uh, San Giorgio and the Napoletana Pizzeria or you stop over to Calderon Club for some fantastic Italian food. Either place, they pair it up with Cider Boys uh, out of Point Brewing, local brewery, and uh, great stuff down there. Uh, Gino always just says stop in and, and get the combo, whatever it happens to be. But uh, Calderon Club is just fantastic Italian food. Spaghetti, the meatballs, the meatballs are award-winning. Uh, the uh, penne sashina is awesome, just unbelievable. But the chicken marsala is just out of this world. I mean, I, I can go on and on and on. Really good stuff. And then, obviously, San Giorgio next door. And, again, they pair it up with Cider Boys. You can look for that on your store shelves, but uh, they do it down there as well. So thanks to Gino and the gang for being a part of the program. Uh, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, the, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is uh, from A. This is from A. Austin. Austin says, um, the new rules change. Uh, he doesn't mind the playing the un, uh, untimed down. The uh, rule for not stopping the clock, I think, is stupid because it changes some of the strategy to end games in football. You need that a little bit of you need that little bit of extra time uh, to get the ball down the field and either score and or kick a field goal to win a game, tie game, whatever. Um, I, I agree with that. I, uh, again, going back to the, um, going back to the, you know, kind of what they're proposing, the prohibiting the consecutive timeouts. I, no problem there. I think that's kind of stupid. Uh, no untimed timeout at the end of uh, the first quarter and third quarter. Eh, who cares? You're not saving much time there. The clock running after first downs, except inside of two minutes that goes now, even inside of two minutes, uh, Ben, I don't have a problem with them. If you pick up a first down, I don't mind them not stopping the clock because if you get the first down, run up, spike the football, then stop the clock. That's more the NFL style anyway. So no problem there. What might be a little tougher is the hash marks are a lot wider. Like the, the how the field works in college is different than right. the NFL. I still agree with you. It is weird to see the, the clock stop until they do set it mm-hmm. up, but... Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I again, I have much larger problems with the sport that don't have to do with the intricacies of those small rules. Right. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I don't mind that. I'm. That yeah, that that's the, these are somewhat minuscule. Um, no big deal there for me. But the uh, clock's running on the incompletion. Uh, once the ball is spotted, that I I have a problem with because you need, you know, an incomplete pass is an incomplete pass. You 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 know, stop the clock, you know, and go from there. That extends the games. I understand it, but I'm it, it changes strategy at the end of games. For me, I, I I mean, I guess that we'd all get used to it, whatever they do. But um, that I'm not a, a big fan of. But just some of the rules changes, proposes, proposals that they have coming into this uh, upcoming season. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, Lambo West says uh, those needs, unfortunately, will not be fully addressed regarding the needs of the team. Uh, speaking of the Green Bay Packers, and we talked about the process of needs, one through five, says none of it's going to be fully addressed until we have a quarterback not trying to tie up so much cap space. Well, also, don't forget, eventually, you're going to have to, you're going to be back in the same boat. You have to, you know, you'll have to either, either Jordan loves the real deal or you're going to have to be drafting a quarterback. One of the two. Uh, Rory says if you're going to add a number six to that, it would be Jim Leonard. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh, by the way, Casey says uh, uh, impact tight end, depth on D-line, safety, wide receiver, uh, right tackle depth. He says, I agree with all of that, and you're 100% accurate. So what does that mean? They're going to draft a running back, a center, a linebacker, and then another quarterback. <laughs> uh Let's see here. Uh, Shafty says, uh, whatever third-round choice they're going to get, it's probably going to be one of the best players never to see the field because we all know that the Green Bay Packers screw up the third round, right? I, right? Yeah, we know that too. They've not had success in the third round, that's for sure. The It's almost like the uh, third-round pick for the Packers is everybody else's Mr. Irrelevant. You hope that you finally get a Brock Purdy or somebody that can actually come in and contribute in the third round because they just haven't been they haven't been that. Haven't been that on the consistent. No doubt about that. It's been trials and tribulations of third-round draft choices for a long time now. Um, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, we still have phone lines open. You can find us, 877-867-1670. Uh, that's why uh, when you look at uh, just uh, Mason says, who is this year's third-round draft choice? I rest my case. Yeah, Sean Ryan. Not only did Sean Ryan not really play much, but then he got suspended for the PEDs and pretty much done the rest of the season. I, right? Uh, Amari Rogers, prior to that, he's gone. You know, Josiah DeGuara is still here, but really not contributing too much. Uh, Jay Sternberger, gone. Oren Burks, gone. Montrevious Adams, gone. Uh, who's else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Going back. I can't think of the other ones. Um, I know Ty Montgomery, he was he hung out for a little while, but Kyler Fackrell, thank you very much, Jake. Kyler Fackrell, gone. So third-round draft choices have not necessarily been the uh, the landslide of, of talent that you would normally feel um, could be beneficial to the team. Um, now we already addressed that, Michael. He's talking about the acquisitions of the Brewers. Uh, do you feel that they're going to make the 40-man roster? And if so, what do you think their place is going to be in it? Yeah, I, you're just waiting to see if any of these guys even stick. You know, you're talking about kind of piecemeal journeymen, so to speak. And, but again, you you if you're the Brewers, this is what you do. This is what you do. Um, the uh, you You just keep throwing darts at the dartboard, hoping that something eventually hits. You know, and if you get a guy or two or maybe four, or whatever, uh, and it works out, then you know you you, you get it. You know, um, gotta say though, Luke Voigt looks just like a Brewer. <laughs> like it fits perfectly. <laughs> Have you seen how few buttons he buttons on his jersey? Uh no. Oh, I gotta Was send like, you a picture. Okay, yeah, send me oh, a picture. Oh, it's insane. It's I... down. It's down to the belly button. Okay. Often. But he's a big chest, um, so it all pops out, if you will. 
Uh, oh, then uh, this is from uh, this is from Nate who says, uh, and the Pittsburgh Pirates continue to be cursed. Did you see what happened today? I did. Uh, I didn't see it until just a moment ago when I really kind of flipped back over to Twitter, Nate, but thank you. So the Pittsburgh Pirates, they stopped their practice today. Uh, they had guests. Sometimes teams will bring in sponsors and such, and they'll like let them walk on the field, and they get to stand by the field and, and watch practice. But apparently one of their guests suffered, and now they call it a medical emergency, but basically this guest collapsed on the field. Uh, needed immediate attention from trainers and doctors, and then the ambulance had to come to get him. Uh, the incident happened while the man was helping some sh- shake some fly balls. Uh, maybe it was one of like their fantasy league guys or something. I don't know, but the guy's like just catching some fly balls, and then he just suddenly collapsed. And uh, they had the officials ran out, and, and you know the team doctors and stuff ran out, got a hold of him, and uh, they apparently. Um, the uh, Post-Gazette Pirates beat writer, Jason uh, Mackey, saying that the individual needed CPR. It witnessed this person getting CPR. The players took a knee, looked from an infield, uh, the infield. Uh, a spokesperson for the Pirates said the man eventually became alert and responsive before he was taken to the hospital for further evaluation. Uh, the Pirates practice uh, later re- did resume uh, Pirates manager Derek Shelton spoke to the media afterwards about what uh, you know he said was a tremendous job by the medical staff, and they did an unbelievable job. Said so can't give enough credit to the group how quickly they responded, but uh, you had the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I don't mean to, to giggle, but it's just Pittsburgh just runs into these really sometimes weird situations, and uh, they had a guest who was there shagging fly balls and standing on the field with the rest of the team just collapse. So, oof. That had to be a scary scene, just to see somebody go over like that. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step out. Final segment of the program coming up. Hang in there. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. night tonight uh, for everybody seven o'clock and uh, that might be the last chance to get out in a while but uh, granny bingo tonight over at sunset grill on pewaukee lake if you're heading over they have a uh, a mardi gras day type of meal they also have they're going to do the margarita day meal uh they're going to have uh the uh fryer pastas and such and seafood and all kinds of good stuff but uh, they've got uh, the granny bingo coming up tonight sunset grill on pewaukee lake Stop on over. Now, uh, by the way, Ben, I did see the picture. <laughs> and not only does he have the jersey unbuttoned, but uh, the, the, go- the the chains and the chest hair and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 there. There you have it. Uh, looks so. like a brewer. Uh, he does. He kind of looks like he's ready to play for the Brewers, uh, like a kind of a Rowdy Telez type of type of look to him. Which is, would you agree? Yeah. If you mix Rowdy Telez with Daniel Vogelback. Yes. With a yes. higher strikeout percentage of both of them combined. Correct. That's Luke. Uh, but, and he hits like the a way, brewer, too. He hits like 220. Yeah. Uh, well, strikeouts, 220. He doesn't put the ball in play. There you have it. Uh, by the way, uh, from golongtd.com, Tyler Dunn just released a little while ago uh, a really good read on Jordan Love. And uh, I, I can't go through the whole thing because it's, it's pretty long. 
but um, just talking about the uh, the want and some of the text back and forth he had with his old uh, old coach and uh, his ability to, to be quote ready to play in the league. Somebody at the top of the Packers organization still uh, said that you know look uh, you know Rogers they feel that Rogers is did not take it serious last year kind of out of shape uh, didn't work on his body. We'll see, but it looks just like, uh, you know, it, it looks like there's a lot of people in the organization that are ready for Jordan Love. Uh, but we do, and we'll talk a little bit about this tomorrow on the program for sure. Uh, in the meantime, Ben, what do we miss today? Uh, there's one big story, and it was the leading ESPN headline for at least four hours this morning, which might be a joke in and of itself. Phil Mickelson uh, moving forward with a new team. For the new live golf season, which uh, tips off, kicks off, swings off, however you want to say. Tees off, yeah. Uh, Tees off, that's a good one. This weekend, uh, the High Flyers with new addition Brandon Steele. They they wrote this big story about how Phil's looking to right the wrongs of last year where his team absolutely stunk. Um, So there are some new teams. There's some new rebranding with live. The Niblicks are now the Range Goats with the addition of Thomas Peters from the DP World Tour. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, you obviously have Cam Smith and all them over there on the Rippers. So that that uh, tees off on the CW on tape delay because I think they're playing in some Saudi Arabian area. So uh, on the CW is where they will air alongside every old sitcom known to mankind. I got to be honest, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Um, it all just sounds terrible. Yeah. There's nothing appealing about any of that. Well, the worst part about it is the the high flyers and the ironheads really got screwed. They they went through and they they reorganized the teams. They moved some guys off the four aces, but they just left the high flyers in the dust. It's a real shame. That's, that just all sounds terrible. It, there, there's there's absolutely nothing in any of that that makes me say I gotta watch that. I mean nothing. There there's that that's it, it almost sounds like and it, 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 it I guess the best comparison would be it's like the XFL of golf. Good good comparison. I'm sorry. Say that again. It's like the XFL of golf. In a way, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely with the lower level. It's like if the XFL was bought out by the Saudis and then all of the figureheads of the league were just complete a-holes. Right, right. There is nothing there that even sounds even semi-appealing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's 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 not much. Not much. Um, so, oof, I'm sure you'll see more of that later today, but oh well. Uh, we'll talk about this uh, Tyler Dunn story regarding Jordan Love and Jordan Love time. And uh, I'll try to post a little bit of it over on Facebook later on tonight and on the Instagram page and such. But if you if you subscribe to GoLongTD.com, you're going to want to go there and read it. Uh, it just sounds like Jordan Love is really ready. Uh, at least he feels he's really ready. He said, uh, you know, some texts back and forth to his former coach, uh, quarterback's coach, Steve Calhoun. Um wanting to play and, and I don't blame him I, I I have no blame for him but we'll see 
We'll see. But we're going to talk about that coming up tomorrow on the program. Good stuff today, though. Good stuff today. So let's uh, let's do this. We're going to reconvene tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more uh, about uh, the article regarding Jordan Love. We'll be back at it. See if there's any emergence from the darkness. And also the Brewers, uh, how they look after only one day of uh, full team workouts. Get into that discussion as well. Until then, time for us to go. Have a great Fat Tuesday, Poonski Day, and get ready for the storm. Hunker down. Be right back here tomorrow. Till then. Whoop. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.